It's just good to be here with you this morning, and I want to preach for a few moments, and then we're going to move in the prophetic a little bit, uh, but I want to preach on the river of God. How many of you have never heard a sermon on the river of God? Let me see your hands. Just wave at me. Okay. So just about everybody in here has heard a message on the river of God. So you're, you're not a newbie with the river. Well, I'm glad because we can never hear about the river of God too much. And uh, I want to begin today, I'm going to ask him to put up Psalm 46.4. This is a verse that I read recently in a translation called the Passion Translation. Uh, any of you have read the Passion Translation? I mean, it is amazing. And it's on version. I want to encourage you. It's under the initials TPT. The Psalms just come alive in a whole new level. Uh, the guy who has done this translation is a friend of mine, and his heart was to restore the fire to the poetry of the Bible. And man, I'm telling you. So he wrote uh, this verse is a great verse, but when he wrote it uh, in this translation, I just love the way it says, God has a constantly flowing river whose sparkling streams bring joy and delight. Somebody say joy. joy. Somebody say delight. Joy and delight to his people. Now, who's he bringing it to? His people. That's us, those of us who are washed in the blood of Jesus. His river flows right through the city of God most high into his holy dwelling places. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for this time this morning. We dedicate it to you. We thank you for this opportunity to share the word of God, to break open the bread of life. I thank you that you would encourage us, you would strengthen us, you would motivate us, you would draw us, you would gather us unto yourself in a fresh and a new way. You would call us into the river of God in a brand new way. And Lord, I just ask you to anoint me to speak these words and anoint everyone here to receive it. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said... Amen. There is a constantly flowing river that flows. It's a sparkling stream that brings joy and delight. I want to talk to you about that river this morning. You know, about 16 years ago, I was in a service where I experienced the river of God in a powerful way for the first time. And it, it really literally just swept me away. For several hours, I was lost in the spirit in just an incredible time of worship. After that service, I just became what I call a river junkie. You know, we got all kind of junkies on different things. I'm a river junkie, a river of God junkie, and I love the river of God. And I want to I wanna give you this, this morning three components of the river that I think are important for your life, and I believe this is going to speak to every person here exactly where you are and help encourage you to go even deeper in what God has for you. And today we're going to be in Ezekiel chapter 47. If you have your Bible or your phone or your tablet, whatever you use to access the scriptures, I'm in the New Living Translation, Ezekiel 47. And let's, let's start in verse 1. In my vision, the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple. There I saw a stream flowing east from beneath the door of the temple and passing to the right of the altar. So what did he see? He said, there I saw a stream. And the first thing you need to know about the river is the river begins with a stream. It begins with a stream. Every river begins with a stream. And I, I want them to put up my picture from the fountainhead of the Mississippi River. That's what the Mississippi River looks like where it's formed. 
there in Minnesota. And, and it begins to flow. And by the time it gets to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where my wife and I are from, it's about half a mile wide and it's not nearly as uh, clear as that. It's, they call it the muddy Mississippi for a reason. It looks pretty muddy. But right there, I mean, you, you see that one little spot there where it goes in, you look like you could just jump over it. But by the time it gets to Louisiana, you couldn't swim across it. It's so big. Every river begins with a stream. And the stream is something that flows out of your spirit. Jesus said in John 7, 37, out of your belly will flow rivers or streams of living water. What are those streams? Streams of praise, praise unto God, streams of prayer, streams of worship, streams of thanksgiving, streams of generosity. There, there's probably a hundred different streams that could flow out of your spirit. But when you began to release something out of your spirit to the Lord, streams began to flow. And it could be as simple as on your way to work in the morning, just saying, Lord, I thank you that you died for me. I thank you, you shed your blood. I thank you, you came down, you were born of a virgin, you live without sin, you died on the cross, you rose again and ascended to the right hand of the Father. And there you're making intercession for me day and night. I thank you for that, Lord. And you just began to thank the Lord. And you know what happens? Streams began to flow. Streams began to flow. And those streams are not just streams that flow out of your spirit to the throne room of God. They're streams that people can see and they can come to and they can receive. They know you're somebody that has living water. And so what happens is when, when, when I began to release the stream in me and you began to release the stream in you, those streams began to come together and it begins to form a river and it says the river makes the whole city glad. You know, one person, one stream can't make the whole city glad. But when I come in unity and fellowship with you, and you come into unity and fellowship with the person next to you, and we begin to put our streams together, it forms a river that makes the whole city glad. I did a little bit of research, and I found that the Mississippi River is made up of 7,000 streams. 7,000 streams. I thought, man. And, you know, if the Holy Spirit is going to do something awesome in this area, in the Longview area, it's going to take everybody's stream contributing to what he's going to do. And, and the enemy will tell you that your stream doesn't matter and we don't need your stream and there's plenty of other people who are adding their stream, but he's just trying to, to lie and distract and, and hinder what the Spirit is trying to do because there's something inside of you that we need in order to touch this area. There, there is a stream coming from your life that is important to what God wants to do in this region. And we need it, and God is calling you today to release your stream. To release your stream. I believe there's something inside of you that the Holy Spirit wants to use in order to touch this area. And we got to find it, and we got to release it in the name of Jesus. Amen? Now... Look at verse 3. It says, measuring as he went, he took me along the stream for 1,750 feet. So notice, he, when Ezekiel began to walk down what became a river, it was a stream. He crossed several times. The first time, it was at his ankles. 
The second time it was at his knees. The third time it was at his waist. Verse 5 said, and then he measured another 1,750 feet and the river, now it was a stream, now it's a river, was too deep to walk across. It was deep enough to swim in, but too deep to walk through. So, so the first thing, you got to release your stream. The second thing you got to do is get in the river. Get in the river. You know, he started out ankle deep, and then it moved to knee deep, then it came to waist deep, and then it got to a place where he could no longer stand on his feet or maintain control and be in the river. You, you know, you can't be in control and God be in control at the same time. Did you know that? You, you can't maintain control of everything and give God control of everything at the same time. In fact, the more control you have, the less control he has. And the more control he has, the less control you have. And, you know, sometimes we, we hear people say, well, God's in control. Well, that's conditional on whether or not you gave him control. Because if you're holding on white knuckle to control then God's not in control. And God doesn't force himself into any situation. And so when we say, Lord, you know what? I'm willing to let go of how I can feel the bottom or the logic, the rationale, all the different things that our mind wants to stay in control of and whether we understand everything about it or whether we like everything about it. When we just say, Lord, you know what? It doesn't matter if I'm uncomfortable. It doesn't matter if I don't understand it. It doesn't matter if I weep. It doesn't matter if I laugh. It doesn't matter if I dance. It doesn't matter if I lift my hand. I don't have to understand it because I've let go of the bottom of the river and I'm just swimming in this thing. And that's when he takes over. And maybe you say, well, I'm, I'm a little afraid. You know, we all have an innate fear of drowning and we should because drowning is a real thing. But let me just let you in on something. Drowning in the spirit brings life. Drowning in the natural brings death, but drowning, you can't drown enough in the spirit for it to ever harm you. Notice that river, it says it brings joy and delight. It doesn't say it also brings danger. It just says joy and delight. Hey, you can't ever get enough of joy and delight. Did you know that? There's never a time where you get, you know what? I've had enough of that joy and delight. I think I'll take a little bit of sadness and depression today. You, you know what? Things have just been going too good lately. I'm just uncomfortable. I just wish some things would just go bad just for once. No, that no human being on planet Earth that's in their right mind ever wants anything but joy and delight. But you're not going to find it until you get over into the river of God and let go of trying to understand and control everything and just say, God, I'm just getting into what you're doing. I'm just launching out into it. I don't have to understand it. I don't have to, to feel a certain way. I'm just getting in and receiving everything you've got for me. Praise God. I'm preaching better than your amen in this morning. <laughs> I'm encouraging myself, praise God. 
You know what? We, we could hear this message every day of the week. Get in the river. Get in the river. Get in the river. Get in the river. Get in the presence of God. Get in a place of praise. Get in a place of generosity. Get in a place of compassion. And it would not be enough because in that river is joy and delight and everything that God has for us. And we can never be challenged or encouraged to get in that river too much. Get in the river. Now, now you know, there, there's two kinds of people. There, there's shallow enders and there's deep enders. There's people who, when they get to a pool, they, they look for the steps and they, they like to stick their little toe in there. Now, now I'm going to tell on my wife a little bit this morning. I'm going to pick on her. I've been picking on her the last couple services. I got to do it to her face, just like I've been talking about her behind her back. <laughs> My wife is, she, she's one of those shallow and she likes to get in real slow and torturously. And a couple of weeks ago, we were at the beach for our anniversary and, and, and we kind of go through this drill every time we go to the beach where she wants to get in real slow. And it doesn't matter how warm the water is, she got to get in slow and every, every, every time a wave gets a little bit higher, it's ooh, ooh, ooh. And, and it, you know, you just kind of move in there and a little bit at a time. It's, it's about a 10-minute process for her. And one of my favorite things in the whole world is to, to come back. I just, I just jump in and then to come back and splash on her a little bit. And, she, and, and that's part of the torture process. And she always threatens me, but the only thing she can threaten me with is to get me wet. And I'm already soaked. But... Whether you're somebody who gets in there slow or whether you're somebody who walks down to the deep end, gets on the diving board and dives in, I want to encourage you today, get in the river. And maybe you've gotten in ankle deep where you still feel like, okay, I've got a little water flowing around my feet and praise God. I used to love when we were little, we'd go to the mountains and we would run around and it would be kind of hot because it'd be the summertime but the the creeks would still be freezing cold and it felt so good to take off your hiking boots and stick your cheesers over into that cold water and that's where some of you have been you, you just had a place where you're like you know what i like the presence of god I, I like to come every now and then and stick my feet in when things are rough and get cooled off and praise god for that but i'm encouraging a day to dive in the deep end and some of it, you, you let it get up to your knees and, and, oh, that feels good and it cools you off and you're like, but you're still standing on firm ground. And, and, then, and then sometimes we get in that place where we, we're, we're half in and we're half out. We, we, we say, you know what, I, 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 I'm halfway in control, but I've, I've given God half of control, and, and, and I'm kind of half in and half out, and we're kind of 50-50 in this thing. But the Holy Spirit's saying to you today, why don't you just give up all that and just dive into the deep end of what the Spirit of God wants to do in your life and through your life and see how supernatural your life can become if you'll just turn it over to him. Get in the river. Now, verse 11. I wish that was all there was here, but then there's another part. But the marshes and swamps will not be purified. Uh-oh. Now, I wanted to put up my last picture. Look at that right there. Now, that where I come from, that right there looks like the Chafalaya Basin to me. I grew up in Louisiana. Now, 
there's the stream that becomes the river. But then there's part of the river that gets out of the river and gets diverted over into a stagnant place and it becomes a swamp. Okay. So I want you to release your stream. I want you to get in the river and I want you to stay away from the swamp. Now, what is the swamp? A swamp is water that has gotten trapped. It's become stagnant. And eventually, it begins to stink. And your spirit is like a sponge. You, you know, a sponge, it, you, you, you can put it in water and it'll absorb it all up and then you can squeeze it. And that's what a sponge is made to do. But you set a sponge out for a while, what happens? It gets dry, it gets crusty, and it'll actually start stinking. And that's how your spirit is. If you're not releasing that stream every day out of your spirit, if you're not jumping into the river and letting the river of God flow, your spirit will begin to get stagnant and it can even begin to stink. And, and have you ever had a smell in your nose where even when you left where you got the smell, you still got the smell in your nose? You know what I'm talking about? That's what happens to people whose spirit gets stagnant. Everything around them begins to stink, and they don't realize it, but it's not their atmosphere that they're in. It's the atmosphere they've allowed to be created in their life. And it, it's never failed to amaze me how, how one person can be at a church and be full of joy and delight, and the person right next to them can be disgusted and upset and aggravated and ready to go. Why is that? Because one person's flowing along in the river of God, and one person is sitting over stagnant in the swamp. And they're sitting in the same geographical location, but they are in completely different locations in the spirit. And you know what happens? People who are in the swamp, they seem to find other people who are in the swamp. And, 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 and they get to talking and realize, hey, you know, it kind of stinks around here. Yeah, you know, it does. You know, the, the pastor's messages just hadn't really been speaking to me lately. You know, the worship team, they just, I just don't really like those new songs they're doing. And, you know, I just hadn't really found a group that I really, that really speaks to me. You know, I was hoping to find a, a pre-trib, eschatological blood moon group that I could really press into that. I hadn't been able to find that. And I, I don't know when they're going to start one of those, but I may have to go down the street and see if they've got a blood moon eschatology small group. <laughs> and, and next thing you know, Everything is stinking, and everywhere you go, and, but the problem is, you can leave and go to the church down the street, and when you get there, the smell is still in your nose, and, and that church stinks, and then you, you, you head over across town over here to this church, and then, you, you know, it, it stinks here too, and trust me, the devil's got swamp folks everywhere. And, and they'll call you up and, and complain and, and grumble and take you out to lunch and air out all their grievances. And you know what that is? It's swamp. And if you, if you listen and you, you'll find yourself, you can be right in the middle of the river enjoying the life. But if you start listening and start sniffing what they're saying, you'll get over in the swamp with them. 
And you know what's in the swamp? Snakes and crocodiles. You might get eaten. You might lose a limb. Be careful in the swamp. There's nothing good in there. There's nothing to eat in the swamp. You might get eaten. That's what happens in the swamp. So when somebody calls you up and you sense they're a swamp person, as soon as you can get off the phone with them, you get off the phone and you go on your cell phone, they got this lovely little button called block. Block. And if they, if they can get back in the river and get back flowing in the joy and delight of what God has, praise God, you can unblock them. And we all have those friends that we've been friends with forever and, and they've been in the swamp forever and every time you talk to them, they're over in the swamp and, and you just get near them, you start smelling something. Everything's negative when you talk to them. Listen, be careful, stay away from them. Encourage them to get in the river. If they don't want to get in the river, just, just make your way on downstream a little bit. I don't want to associate with people who are in the swamp and don't want to get out back into the free-flowing river of God. I've been at two great churches in my life, uh, my home church where I was born and raised in Louisiana, and five years ago, Amy and I moved to Dallas, Texas and became a part of Gateway Church. And at both of those churches, amazing churches, there's always people who can't seem to find a single good thing about that church where most people can't find a single thing wrong with it, they can't find a single thing right. And so that says, anywhere there's river, there's swamp. Anywhere there's good, there's bad. Anywhere where God's moving, there's people who got something to say about it. I mean, the literal river of God was flowing out of the rock in the wilderness, and yet the children of Israel still managed to find time to grumble and complain about stuff. We got to beware of the swamp. So we're going to release our stream. We're going to dive in the river and we're going to stay out of the swamp. We're going to release the stream. We're going to get in the river and we're going to stay away from the swamp. I'm believing God that the river of God is just going to get deeper and deeper at Pathway Church. In fact, I pray the pathway would become a channel of the river. You ever seen when it floods, how little pathways just become little? That, that's what I, I, I see in my spirit. The pathway has just got a, a current running. It's just, it's just getting deeper and deeper. I believe tonight the river's going to get deeper. I believe this morning the river's going to get deeper. As the saints are praying, as people are full of joy and delight, the river's going to get deeper. More and more people are going to come. And get in that river and receive the life-giving spirit of God. I want you to bow your heads with me. You guys have been great. It's been so fun being here this weekend.